Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm. Uh, if you haven't heard about Manscaped, then let me tell you all about it. You should uh, start by checking out my legs because I accidentally used the lawnmower 3.0 on my entire leg. Um, what happened was, you know, like you're, you're, you're trimming all the parts that you're supposed to trim with the lawnmower when you're manscaping, and then you have to figure out where one part stops and where one part begins then all of a sudden you're halfway down your thigh and then you gotta kind of balance things out from there all the way down um what i can say is that the lawnmower 3.0 never slowed down it just mowed right through all of the hair on both of my legs so check it out and use it more responsibly than i did they have a bunch of other products too um their post shave creams that sort of stuff um, but if you use the code DNVR20, you can get 20% off at manscaped.com and uh, you'll get free shipping too, which is important because you can't go out. All right. Um, so we answered some questions yesterday from you guys. We'll get to a couple more that trickled in after I was done taping yesterday's show in a minute. Um, but first I want to tell you that right now I'm just hanging out drinking a margarita I made without enough ice. So it's just kind of like a cold margarita mix and tequila. Um, it feels like a good way to celebrate like the nice day outside. I don't know if it was a nice day. It looked kind of nice for a bit. We can't go outside. I didn't step foot outside today. Um, that's all kind of depressing. Let's just talk about the buffs um, and start with this great question from Anthony Melandra, who says, will there be football in 2020? If yes, what's the record? Um... So we ran through this. I had the buffs at six and six. I think five and seven is more li- likely than seven and five, though. I- I'd I'd say if I had to pick a, I'd I'd say set the over under at five and a half, um, and see what happens. And again, there's still so much to come. Um, I do think that the buffs are hit particularly hard by uh, this coronavirus situation. Uh, they really did need those extra practices. Um, you know, and they were hit hard just straight up in terms of total number of practices because they hadn't even started until after everything had been shut down. Um, it's tough. It's tough. New coaching staff, new quarterback, losing your star player, um, LaVisca Chenault, the best football player to walk through those doors in years. Um, who knows? Uh, I do think that they are in a much tougher spot than, say, you know, like an Oregon or a UCLA or um, whatever other team in the Pac-12, just because there's more consistency for most of these other teams. 
um, whether that's in terms of the coaching staff, the quarterbacks, whatever. Um, so if, if, if you were picking six games before this happened and now we're picking four wins, five wins, then I wouldn't blame you for that. Um, as it stands, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about that five, six win range. Um, it kind of seems like the Bucks are just locked into winning five games every year, though. Oh, and I should say, um, here's a cool thing that we're doing, and I want to plug this early. Um, Saturday, we are watching uh, the 62-36 um, Colorado-Nebraska game. That's on Saturday at 1.30 because it was a 1.30 kickoff when they played that game way back in the day. Um, you older people probably don't like me saying way back. People hate that. Um, but yeah, so we're watching 62-36 game. We will tweet out a link from the DNVR account um, probably like an hour or so before the game. Uh, they'll have a place for you guys all to watch it. We're all going to press play at the same time. We're all going to watch it at the same time. Um, and hopefully we're all going to pregame before together. Um, I think I'm going to cook up some brats on the stove. I'll probably drink some Breckenridge beers. Maybe I'll shotgun one. Uh, maybe Ryan is going to break out the Flabongo. We might be able to talk him into that. Um, just a bunch of, whole bunch of Colorado football game day routine stuff that, you know, I think I think we'd be jonesing for it even if there were still spring football. But uh, with what's going on, I think we really need it now, especially. Uh, so yeah, I know I'm going to be tailgating pretty hard here. Um, we'll have podcasts and all that kind of stuff up afterward too and we'll watch a game at 130 just like we watched it at 130 back in was that 2001 2003 see that's the type of stuff that i still i I need i need to know um so definitely put that down on your calendars that's what you're doing saturday um if you're in denver and we just got the lockdown order that pretty pretty much everything's closed at saturday or at five o'clock tomorrow um here's here's how to spend one of those days um it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll be all over Twitter. We'll probably do some live stuff on Twitter. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. And I hope you guys are too. Uh, back into the question. So, as I said, probably five, six wins is the realistic, maybe even slightly optimistic expectation given what's going on. Um also, I lost my page. Okay, there we go. Uh, so Anthony came in with three questions. Uh, the next one is number two. Uh, with Kuntz leaving, what does the rotation look like in 2021? Um, again, there are some moving pieces here. There are definitely some moving pieces here. Um, Dalen Kuntz transferred. Uh, Lucas Seward, Shane Gatling graduated. Um, Jacob, uh, also transferred. Um, but he wasn't in the rotation. Um, and I'm not sure Jacob Dombeck was going to be in the rotation next year anyway. Um, I think that there's a chance he would have taken Lucas Seward's place, but with Dallas Walton kind of continuing on his rehab path, the potential for Tyler Bay to come back, which we'll get into later, um, his future was a little bit up in the air. Here's what we know, though. Um, let's start by talking about if the um, 
two two players who are interested in going to the NBA draft decide to come back. So McKinley Wright, Tyler Bay, let's say they're both back in Boulder. Um, McKinley Wright's your starting point guard. Uh, you're starting two. That's, I mean, kind of up for grabs. Um, and the, they're, that will actually be a really fun competition to follow because I think it could go three different ways, maybe even more than that. Um, you know, you start with um, Eli Parquet, who I think would be the the favorite just because he fits so well. I think he'd be the favorite, particularly if McKinley Wright and Tyler Bay come back because when you have those sorts of offensive options, you don't necessarily need too much explosion out of that two-guard spot. You kind of can stand having somebody who's just a strong defender, somebody you trust not to make mistakes, somebody who can knock down open shots when other people set him up with those situations. Um, I think that he'd kind of be the perfect fit. Um, But there's more to it than that. Dominique Clifford uh, from Colorado Springs will be a true freshman for Colorado next year. Uh, He's extremely talented. Um, A guy who should have his sights set on the NBA. Um, He could get a starting job as a true freshman. If that happens, I'd guess that it's not until the middle of the season um, or maybe even later, but he, I think, will push Eli Parquet for that job. And there's a third candidate too, um, Keyshawn Bartholomew, who's already on the roster. He was a red shirt this year. Uh, he was a late commit to Colorado. He planned on spending another year in school, reclassified because he just basically thought that if he were to spend this year, the 2019-2020 season, in the Buffs program, being developed by the Buffs coaches, um, working with Division One strength coaches, he'd be set up better for next year than if he... Uh, stayed at like a high school academy in Canada and developed that way. Um, So he is a point guard, not a two guard, but I don't necessarily think that closes him off from the possibility of starting next to McKinley Wright. You know, having talked to Ken about exactly this, he said he really enjoys in practice um, when, when he can work off ball, when, Keyshawn is running things and it kind of takes a bit of the load off Kin, lets him cut more, lets him do more different things than he's typically allowed to do just because he's so busy running everything. And obviously a lot of things have to work right. You know, Keyshawn has to prove that he is a good decision maker. We all know he's talented. We know he has a great basketball IQ, great senses, but sometimes there's a bit of a transition period, you know, implementing all of that stuff at the power five level during games. Um, but I do think that there is a possibility that he starts next to Kin. And having talked to Kin about this, like I said, it would make sense. You know, there are other guys. A.J. Martinka is going to be a senior. Aiden McQuaid's going to be a senior. Um, ben Inersek is going to be a junior. Maybe they'll make a push. That's definitely possible. But I would, I would say that it's Eli Parquet, the favorite, um, with... Dominique Clifford a ways back and Keyshawn Bartholomew right on his heels. Um, since this is the scenario where Kinnan, uh Tyler stay, um, 
we'll leave it at that for now. Um, looking at the three spot, Deshaun Schwartz, it's his job to lose. Uh, moving to the four, that's Tyler Bay. The five is Evan Batty. Um, off the bench, you'll see Dallas Walton. Um, you'll see Maddox Daniels, who will be a senior. Um, I think you'll probably see Dominique Clifford and um, Keyshawn Bartholomew. Uh, maybe Alexander Strotting makes a push there. Um, maybe one of the other walk-ons makes a push there, but that's kind of how I see it all shaking out. Um, yeah. Um, you, I will say that Keyshawn doesn't have as good a chance as Dominique Clifford of starting, um, but Keyshawn has a much better chance of playing. I would expect Dominique Clifford to be playing next year and not redshirting next year, but you never know how things are going to go. Um, you know, having talked to Tad, he's, he said um, during the season that he wishes he had redshirted Lucas Seward his freshman year uh, so that he would have another year in Boulder. Um, so we'll see how all of that goes. Um, if Ken leaves, then I don't think they could afford to redshirt Dominique Clifford. But with Ken coming back, that kind of opens some doors. Um so that's how I see the rotation. Um, if Kin and Tyler leave, then obviously that opens up two more spots. Um, then all of a sudden, Keyshawn Bartholomew starting. Um, you still probably have Parquet at the two, though I think it's more likely Dominique Clifford takes that uh, than if McKinley Wright were to stay. You have Deshaun Swartz at the three. Um, say Bay's gone. Um, that's a question mark. That's a question mark for sure. I mean, you could start Evan Batty at the four and Dallas Walton at the five. Um, both have shown... I don't know if you could say they've shown an ability to stretch the floor. They've shown an ability to make three-pointers. Um, whether they've forced forced defenses to extend out to the three-point line, who knows. Um, maybe that's where you see an Alexander Strutting, um fit in at that three-four spot, probably the four spot. Um Again, you, you never know. Um, Frank Ryder, he, he could make a run, especially a run at the rotation. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's how I'd see the starting lineup. The bench would be uh, likely Dominique Clifford, unless he's starting. If he's starting, that's Parquet. Um, then likely Alexander Strotting off the bench, assuming he's not starting. Um. Yeah, and then and then maybe you have a question mark or two. Uh, you could see the other. I guess the who's who is the other freshman next year? Uh oh oh, oh it's uh O'Brien uh Luke O'Brien from Columbine. Uh, he likely wouldn't play as a freshman. Um, but again, in this circumstance, you'd have two open scholarships uh, with uh, the two transfers. Uh, you'd also have two more um, scholarships because you're losing McKinley Wright and Tyler Bay, uh, and so you so you you'd see probably at least two of those four going to transfers, um, probably from a JUCO. Also, Maddox Daniels. I don't think I said Maddox Daniels, but uh, coming in and providing some help immediately. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens anyway, even if Tyler Bay and McKinley Wright stay. Um, I think that 
you know, we, we've seen Tad recruit JUCOs quite a bit before. You know, Maddox Daniels, um, I believe Shane Gatling was also from a JUCO. Um, and the reason you do that is because they can transfer and play right away. If you recruit the transfer portal, uh, it's likely that whoever you recruit, recruit has to sit out a year. In somebody who's going to be a junior and is going to spend their essentially red shirt junior year on the bench and then be a junior after this massive class of seniors leaves, um, that would make a lot of sense. Um, you would have some continuity within the program. You'd also have some experience, even if it is an experience playing for the Buffaloes, some sort of college basketball experience. Um, so with those two spots, I wouldn't be surprised if um, they're really working the JUCOs hard um, maybe working the transfer portal hard. And then if you see two more open, then that's where you might see two more freshmen uh, coming in. Um, it's all kind of up in the air. Tad has a lot of options. And he's in an interesting place right now because he doesn't necessarily know whether McKinley Wright or Tyler Bay is leaving. You know, maybe Kin has gone to him and said, hey, I'm just doing this to see what I need to work on, um, what they say they want to see me improve upon in the next year before I do this for real. Um, but even then, even if that's totally Kin's mindset and he's sharing that information with Tad, um, if one of the team says, hey, we really like you, maybe Kin can't pass that up. Maybe he sticks around because they'll say, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll draft you. We'll, we'll make you the 40th, 50th pick, and you might spend a year in the G League, but we're going to work with your future as a backup point guard in the NBA in mind. Um, so Tad's in an interesting place. There's a bunch of different ways he could play this. Um, it's going to be fun for sure. Um, I should note that Caden Dudley, the receiver uh, commit to Colorado, has reopened his recruiting. He says it's 100% open. Um, I think it's likely he ends up going to Colorado, but... What he said was essentially, I can't spend time with this coaching staff. I don't know how exactly I feel about this coaching staff. And that doesn't necessarily mean he thinks it's going to be bad, but he just doesn't have time to waste. Um, he can't wait for all of this to pass. And then if it doesn't go well, then reopen his recruitment. He kind of needs to hear from all these other coaches again, see what his options are because he's running out of time. Um, so that's going on as well. Should make note of that. Um, an interesting storyline to follow for sure. Caden Dudley, the receiver out of Cherry Creek, a 2021 commit. Uh, before we move along, I want to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, like I said, I'm now short on Breckenridge beers um, because of the coronavirus. Uh, I went to Target yesterday, tried to pick some up, and they were totally out. There were none left. I looked. I found like the empty shelf where they're supposed to be. They, they were supposed to have the Strawberry Sky, the Avalanche, uh, I think the Agave Wheat, I think the 15-can Sampler, which is my go-to, um, all gone because the people at Target, I guess, have good taste during an outbreak. So um, I'm short. I'm going to have to find a way to get my hands on some before Saturday when we all watch 6236. We'll be live tweeting. Um, we'll probably be doing some live shows. We'll tweet out the link before, like I said. Um, it's going to be a blast. Game starts at 1.30. We're going to be tailgating in the morning. Maybe we can get like a morning tailgate periscope. I don't know. I have this. I need to stop making promises probably. But uh, that's that's what I'm going to be working on. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be drinking some Breckenridge beers, probably shotgunning some Breckenridge beers um, from all of our own separate locations. 
hopefully you'll join in too um, with some Strawberry Skies. Strawberry Skies is a good football beer. Um, also want to tell you about our friends at Bojo's, which is the only place you can get a true Colorado mountain pie. There are six different locations across Colorado, and at any one of them, you can get 30% off takeout when you ask for it. That's all you got to do. You just have to say, I want my 30% off. I listen to the DNVR Buffs podcast, and they'll give you 30% off your takeout. Uh, it's a great deal. Uh, you can also get get it delivered to you. Like I said, six locations in Colorado. You can get on DoorDash. They're offering to-go orders during all of this stuff that's going on. Um, they have gluten-free pizza, cheeseless pizza. They include natural Colorado honey in their dough. Um, they have plant-based options. They have a massive salad bar. Um, again, 30% off takeout when you tell them you listen to this podcast. And that's a great deal because those are great pizzas. And you could probably live off them for at least a few days. Um which is even more valuable now than it typically is. Okay. Um, I think there was one more question in uh, these tweets. And, oh, it, it's making me reload them. Um, Anthony said, number three, does Tyler Bay come back? Uh, that's a great question. I'd say yes. Um, I think that because of the way the season ended, his draft stock probably tanked. You know, he he had the chance to go and be a first round pick in the 2019 draft. He turned that down because he thought he could improve. Um, he probably would not be a first round pick in this 2020 draft. Um, so it kind of be waving the white flag to say, "Yep, I'm gonna go." Um, I just need to go take my shot, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's the wrong decision. I think that if he were to go back to Colorado, he could put together the type of year that gets him back into the first round. But he may think that for some reason that wouldn't happen or his agent may tell him that because of his age, it's best just to get into the NBA now and try to prove yourself there. Again, those are the types of decisions that he's going to have to make. Um, but, But as it stands, you know, we saw him fall off. It was, what, two, three weeks? I guess it was probably up until that Kansas game, about a month into the season, that uh, month and a half probably, that Tyler Bay was firmly in the National Player of the Year conversation. You know, there was the Dayton game where I think Obi Toppin had pulled ahead of him, um, but but Tyler was still within arm's reach of being in that conversation or proving that he does um, actually deserve to be the the best player in the country uh things fell off from there offensively defensively um it's too bad we we saw tyler take some big steps this year um more impact defensively during those first couple of months uh, and doing the same things that he'd done especially down the stretch in the year before but you know if, if, if he was making one splash play every 10 minutes um, at the end of the 2018, yeah, 2018-2019 season. Then the first half of the 2019-2020 season, he was making two of them per 10 minutes on the defensive end. Plus, he added a, a bunch more to his offensive game. Those little turnaround jumpers, those mid-range jumpers, um, forcing defenders to come out to him outside of the paint so that he can beat them and get to the rim. Um, 
he played really well early in the season, but again, he fell off. Um, I think his attitude changed a little bit. Um, his energy just kind of changed. Uh, I, I think that he could get back to what he was at the beginning of the season, especially with an off-season of work. Um, that's why I really do think it's in his best interest to come back to Colorado. Um, who knows what he's hearing from these NBA teams or from his agent, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if, if if I were to put a number on it, I would say... <sighs> There's a 75% chance that Tyler Bay is playing for Colorado next year. Uh, there's a 90% chance that McKinley Wright is. Um, so that's good stuff, I guess. I, I do think that they're going to run it back with the squad. That means eight of the 15 players on the roster will be seniors next year they'll have two open roster spots because of the transfers to patch things up and that'll push it up to 17 players um, and we're likely to see some who will be playing their junior year next year so that they'll be seniors the year after just so you have you know some experience on that next year's team but again tad has a bunch of options right now and how he's going to build this team um, basketball recruiting is weird um, because you really are just trying to patch holes. And because guys know that if you're blocked, you're kind of just blocked. There, There's only eight guys who get in when you get down the stretch. Seven guys once you really get down the stretch. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we'll be following it along closely here. Um, one more question that I want to get to, and we'll do that right after I tell you about our friends at Mile High Green Cross. And here's the deal. Mile High Green Cross is located at 9th and Broadway. Super convenient. It's like two blocks away from me. And if you mention the DNVR Buffs podcast, uh, you can get 20% off your purchase uh, of for once a month. That's what it is. Once a month if you're in the loyalty program. Um, 20% off. So that could save you a whole bunch of money. Um, if you stagger your purchases, you know, once every 30 days, it's perfect. Uh, it's super convenient. It's a great Colorado company and it's only like two blocks away from me with parking in the back. Um, dispensaries are open. Um, even with the executive order that was signed by the mayor today, we don't really know exactly what that's going to look like because they said they have to have extreme social distancing available inside. Um, so I'm sure Mile High Green Cross is going to find a way to do exactly that. If you're in Denver, you want to make a quick trip, you're nearby, just swing in there. That's a spot to be, especially because you can get that great, great deal and save yourself a whole bunch of money um, at a time when we all want to be saving money. Okay, um, this is going to be a fun one from Tony Consolo. Uh, Tony says, early prediction on starting lineups for this year's football team. Who do you think will be our breakout stars on offense and defense? I actually wrote um, on DNVR, uh, at thednvr.com, um, about the five players I think are going to be breakout stars. Um, I'm not going to spoil it all right now, but I may mention a couple as we go through this. Um, let's start. Um First, you go to uh, quarterback. Um, we've talked a lot about this one. I think it's Brendan Lewis. I think, as it stands now, let's call it a 60-75 to 75 
percent chance that it's Brendan Lewis at starting quarterback, um, Tyler Lytle being the other option. Um, again, a lot of it depends on the virus, which is just so weird, and I can't say that enough. Um, so let's move on because we've talked about that so much. Um, to running back, um, it's going to be Alex Fontenot starting. Confident in that. He's earned his spot. Uh, he's proven to be uh, an average to above average Pac-12 starting running back um, and now he's going into his junior year and I think that he could take a step forward and kind of become one of those elite guys it's tough to do in the Pac-12 uh, just because there are so many good running backs year after year um, he's going to compete uh, for for one of those upper spots but he's also being pushed by Jaron Mangum who's behind him going into his sophomore year I think he's going to get a little bit bigger Um he was already a big guy, but this is what's going to push him over the edge and let him be the, the type of back that linebackers are really scared to tackle. You know, he could break some tackles as a freshman, but this is going to be a game changer. And then obviously a shot Clayton is massive. He's the wild card here. He could be the number three or a few weeks into the season. He could take over that number one job. Um, if I'm predicting it, I'd say that Ashad Clayton becomes the number two by the end of the year, but Alex Fontenot holds the starting job. Um, also, as you all know, love Deion Smith's game. Um, super fast. He's put on a bunch of weight. Um, I think he, he there's a good chance he's the best receiving back next season. Um, offensive line is a little bit interesting. Uh, you do have Kerry Kutch coming back. You have... Colby Purcell coming back. I think those are your starting guards. Um, The biggest question to me is William Sherman, who I think could be going to the NFL draft next year. I think he's the type of prospect who could declare early, um, not because of like him personality-wise, but just because he's big and he's strong and he's athletic and he understands the game. Um, He played really well last year. I think he could take a step forward. This is going to be his offensive line this year. Uh, He played right tackle last year. The question is whether he'll flip to left tackle. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I will say that I think Frank Phillip is probably your other tackle, Um, and then Josh Gines in his redshirt sophomore season is going to be the center. Um, Excited about him. He's I, I, he and KD are really close. Um, he and Visca are really close. He's from DeSoto. Um, but that's probably the five you have on your offensive line. Sherman Purcell, Giants, Kutch, Phillip, um, maybe Cannon Ray. Um, I know they said a lot of great things about Austin Johnson, uh, Casey Roddick, Chance Lytle, Chance Little, his is Little, Tyler Lytle, Chance Little, even though they're spelled the same. Um, there will be competition for sure, but like I said, Philip Kutch, Giants, Purcell, Sherman seems like the safest bet. Um, Carson Lee as well, the, the the freshman who, you know, he'll be a true freshman. I had a chance to talk to him, um, and he said that he at one point was up to, I think he said 337 pounds, um, but the Buffs coaches want him closer to 312 that's that's his ideal weight because he's just been playing with his weight in high school. Like, what happens when I play at 330 something? What happens when I play at 300 even? Um, and they've found that sweet spot. So you don't really have to worry about size with him. Um, it's just how quickly can he learn the technique? Um, so maybe he's a dark horse as a true freshman to get one of those jobs, even though that would probably surprise me. Um, you look at tight end, it's Brady Russell. 
it's Brady Russell. Uh, that guy just keeps doing more than anybody expects. He can block, he can catch the ball, he can run after the catch. He may not have the type of trait that makes you say, wow, that's an NFL guy, but he just does so many different things. They're going to use him in a bunch of different roles. I'm excited to see what he does this year as a junior, redshirt junior. Um, maybe see some Jared Poplowski uh, for you. Who knows? Um, receivers. Katie Nixon is your number one. Dimitri Stanley, likely your number two. And then your number three, there's a bunch of different ways that could go. Daniel Arias could uh, take the step that everybody's been waiting for in his junior year. Vontae Chenault, as a sophomore, could take a big enough step. Or I guess he'd be a redshirt freshman. Um, He could take the type of step that uh, would solidify him as a number three. Maurice Bell, Jalen Jackson, even Brendan Rice uh, coming in as a true freshman, um, or Keith Miller, they could make that rotation. I would say Katie Nixon's one of your starters. Dimitri Stanley's the other. Um, let's give it to Daniel Arias with Maurice Bell, Jalen Jackson, Vontae Chenault, all very firmly in that conversation. And that's like you, likely your rotation at receiver. Um, that's it for the offense. You go to the defense. Um, in the middle of that defensive line, Jalen Sami, a guy who I think is going to take a massive step. Uh, he's he's a great athlete for how big he is. He he did a good job clogging the A-gaps, not getting pushed around last year. I think that he can be a little bit more explosive this year, um, maybe maybe penetrate just a little bit more. Um, next to him, you have Mustafa Johnson, um, NFL-bound. You have Terrence Lang, who is very good. Um, who knows what's going on with uh, Antonio Alfano, um, whether he'll be back, but uh, those three are the three that you'd expect to be the starters. Um, again, they rotate. Jeremiah Doss, Naeem Rodman, Austin Williams, uh, Janaz Jordan. That's a lot of young guys who are going to get some time there. Um, outside linebacker, that's tough. Um Jamar Montgomery was a transfer last year. I think that's probably where you'd look. Um, Inside linebackers, interesting too. Nate Landman, I think, is going to break out. Um, Akil Jones got most of the starts last year. John Van Deest started early in the season. Uh, Jones will be a senior. Van Deest will be a junior. Um, Josh Allen transferred in last year, and he's going to be a senior. He could be a factor at inside linebacker. Also, Marvin Hamm who, you know, it's probably a stretch to say that he could be the best cover guy in the group already, but I think soon he will be. He's probably the best athlete. I Nate obviously is bound for the NFL, but he's more of a big, strong, maybe not so fast. But Marvin Hamm is a redshirt freshman, maybe a name to watch there as well. Um, maybe even just a specialist role. Maybe just on third downs you have him in there to match up with whoever you need him to match up with. Um Oh, also Carson Wells is your other outside linebacker. I don't think I said that. Um, but yeah, as a junior, I think I think he had a bit of a down year last year. I think there were some higher expectations for him. Thought that he could um, be a seven-sack guy. Maybe, maybe not seven sacks. That's a lot. Um, but I think that that's probably where the bar is this year. Um, I think that he can definitely bounce back. You know, that new scheme, it... It impacts some guys more than it impacts others. Um, I think that I I would be willing to bet that he has um, a pretty big year. 
Um, he actually had no sacks last year, which surprises me after having three and a half as a uh, freshman. So, again, I, I expect him to get closer to that five, six range, maybe up to seven. Um, your star was Mark Perry last year uh, at the end of the year, but, you know, you, you have holes at the back end of the defense. Um, Rake draws one of your safeties. You need to find another safety. Um, Isaiah Lewis, maybe. Um, Christian Gonzalez coming in uh, as a freshman. He's a very highly rated recruit. He may take a starting job um, at some point this season. He, he may be an opening day starter. That's more of a baseball term. But, uh, yeah, I, I, Mark Perry performed very well at the star position um, when um, – particularly when Davion Taylor went inside to play the money position. You know, I know I've said this a lot, but the star is like your outside linebacker slot corner type hybrid that comes in on nickel packages. Your money is kind of your dime guy. He takes out one of the inside linebackers is more of a safety cornerback linebacker hybrid. Um, so when Davion went inside, Mark Perry was the hybrid on the edge. Um, cornerbacks, you lose... Delrick Abrams, um, but you still have KJ Trujillo, who was a monster last year at 165 pounds as a true freshman. He's having a chance to put on some weight, um, and I think that that will be huge for him. And I actually wrote about this yesterday, but he, he even when he was beat, it's not like there was a wide gap between him and the man who he was supposed to be covering um he was typically within arm's length he just couldn't get the ball away I think by getting just a little bit bigger a little bit stronger um he'll continue to be close in coverage but he might have a better shot to make a play on the ball um, whether it's breaking it up whether it's picking it off um and I think that working on that technique um and not just the the physical aspect could be pretty big for him too um Tariq Luckett looked really good last year. Uh, I liked what I saw from Dylan Thomas, especially, <laughs> honestly, part of the reason I like Dylan Thomas is because when I talk to him, I'd just be stuck looking at his body, his long arms, his long legs. And you're just like, wow, that's that's what a cornerback is supposed to look like. Uh, so he'll be in that rotation for sure. Um, but you also have Makai Blackman and Chris Miller coming back. And I think that if you were to say... I think your starters are KJ Trujillo, Makai Blackman, and Chris Miller. Um, and you have Tariq Luckett and Dylan Thomas rotating in behind him, and you feel really good about that. Um, kicker, you've got James Stefanow, which is still just crazy. Um, but he'll be back. Um, he had the injuries late. Um, not sure. You know, I, th- I think we asked Mel because he was James was missing some kicks that you don't expect him to miss late. Um and somebody asked Mel, do you think that that's because of the injuries dealing with? Because he, he wound up having surgery to repair maybe a hamstring, a hip. Um, but Mel said, we don't make excuses. So we really got zero insight into that. Um, but the point is, he fell off a bit late. I think he's the type who probably would have left to make his run at the NFL uh, had he not fallen off late in the season. Um, but things didn't break right for him, so he's back for his senior year. And 
I think, I mean, that's really good for Colorado. Um, punter, you, uh, you lose Kinney, um, and that's really disappointing um, because he is really good. Uh, I wonder actually where he will land. Um, I bet he gets at least a tryout at the next level. Um, Josh Watts from Australia, he'll be a junior. He's going to be the punter. I don't think there's going to be too much of a competition. Um, and then your returners, I'd like to see Katie Nixon back there still, Dimitri Stanley, um, but who knows? Maybe maybe a Jalen Jackson gets some run. Maybe maybe Vontae Chenault, Brendan Rice. Um, I guess Brendan Rice might not make too much sense um, because you'd burn his red shirt and you don't know if he's playing four games. Um, but I, I think that some of these young guys will get a chance to go back there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting. Uh, that's how I see, see things playing out. In terms of your stars, Katie Nixon's going to go off. Um, I'm sure about that. I think one of the running backs will. I think it's probably Fontenot. It could be Ashad Clayton. Um, Nate Landman. Um, I mean, Mustafa Johnson kind of already has, but he's in that conversation to put up, you know, 10 sacks. Um, KJ Trujillo, I think, takes a step. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Miller or Makai Blackman does something similar as well. Um, you could look at that secondary. Um, Mark Perry. There, there's a bunch of candidates across this roster. Um, so who knows? I'm excited, though. I'm excited to see how it all shakes out. Um, the more I think about this team, the more I like it. Which is what you want. Um, hopefully Brendan Lewis lives up to the hype. If you guys have any questions, any comments, then leave them on the post for today's show at thednvr.com, and I'll get to them tomorrow. Uh, again, we have some fun stuff coming up. In particular, that 62-36 game at 1.30 on Saturday. That's 1.30 Mountain Time. I expect you all to be there. Uh, that's the time that the game was actually like played, so that's why we're picking that time. Um, we're going to relive the day. We're going to drink some beers, eat some brats, um, and we're all going to sit alone in our houses but feel together because of the Internet. Um, I hope you're all going to join us. If you like the show, by the way, please leave a review wherever you listen or even places you don't listen. If you want to jump on Spotify and leave a review, even though you use iTunes, perfect. Um, if you use something else and want to leave it on iTunes, iTunes is kind of the big one. So we appreciate all of those. Um, thanks as always for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with more. <laughs>